0: I saw an article recently. You know how you're just like scrolling and you just articles pop up and sometimes one catches your eye and you're like, oh, I'm going to read that. Anybody else been there before? Like one of you? Thank you. Well, this title popped up and it said this, being lazy is the key to success. That's what this article said. So I was like, well, I got to read that. So I click on it and I'm reading it. And the argument of the author was essentially this, laziness means that you only do the work that you want to do. The whole point of the article was that being lazy is actually good, because if you're lazy, you won't do the things that you don't want to do. Because you only do the things that you actually do want to do. And on the surface level, maybe, I guess I can read that and go, "All right, I guess maybe I can see how people would get on board with this. Maybe, but... I don't know. I didn't get it. It's just, I didn't get it at all. The truth is, the author of the article has no idea what laziness actually means. Like, it doesn't under, the basic definition of what the word laziness means, the dude just doesn't get it. Laziness means you are unwilling to work or use energy. So if you're unwilling to work or use energy, then you're not even going to do anything. So this whole concept of, like, laziness means you only do what you want to do, so you need to, to be lazy and promoting laziness, it's foolishness. It is absolute, complete foolishness from the world. It's this worldly idea of how you need to be spending your time, and you need to know that is absolute foolishness because a lazy person will not be successful. A lazy person refuses to do work, refuses to get busy. So laziness is just, it's bad, so to, to correct The the title of this article, it should say something like hard work is the key to success. Actually doing something is the key to success. Starting something, that's the key to success. I want you to go ahead and open your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 6. As you know, you've been going through the book of Proverbs this summer in a series called The Path of Life. We're in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 11. The book of Proverbs, it has a lot to say. About laziness. A whole lot to say about laziness. And and it never says anything good about laziness. There is never anything positive in the book of Proverbs about laziness. The outcome is always bad. All right? So, right away, we're seeing this dude who wrote this article is just foolish to say that laziness is the key to success because God's word says laziness is always bad. It always leads to a bad outcome. So, it's important that you listen. To what the Proverbs say about laziness. Because lazy habits can actually ruin your life. If you have lazy habits, they can ruin your life. Laziness can lead to failure. Laziness can lead to poverty. Laziness is foolish. God hates it. It's foolish. Laziness does not honor God in any way. So look down with me. Proverbs chapter 6. Starting in verse 6. It says, go to the ant, O sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Without having any chief, officer, or ruler, she prepares her bread in summer and gathers her food in harvest. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you arise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber. And want like an armed man, So King Solomon, he turns the attention of the reader of the sluggard to the ant. I think that's really awesome. that we have in God's holy word, the very word of God. What he says in here is he says, "Hey, if you want to learn a lesson about hard work, check out these little ants that I created. Because these little ants, they work hard. they have a good work ethic. Look at them, and you'll gain wisdom of. What it means to have a good work ethic and how to work hard. So all of these verses that we just read from Proverbs are pointing to this this one main thing, right? Choose to work hard instead of choosing to be lazy. So point number one, if you write it down this way, learn wisdom from the ant. We're going to learn wisdom. We're actually going to walk away today having learned something wise from observing what an ant does. King Solomon says that the sluggard should look at the ant and consider her ways. To consider something is to think carefully about something. So he says, think carefully. Look at what an ant does, and I want you to think carefully about what the ant does because when you do this, you will gain wisdom. And he says, O oh, sluggard, that's that's a weird. That's an intense word. It's interesting. What is a sluggard? Well. The word sluggard is used 14 times in the book of Proverbs, and every reference of a sluggard is negative. You do not want to be known as a sluggard. It's bad. A sluggard is someone who is lazy, someone who hates work, who hates hard work, someone who would rather sit around all day doing nothing, a couch potato. That's a sluggard someone who gives excuses, someone who never grows up and takes responsibility for their own life. That is a sluggard. In some translations, they use the word lazy bones instead of sluggard. Lazy bones. You don't want to be a lazy bones. So what can a sluggard, what can a lazy bones, what what can we today, what can we learn from an ant? When you observe the way that an ant lives and moves and operates, then you'll observe that you need to work hard without being told to. So that's a sub-point here. Work hard without being told to work hard. The proverb says, the ants are without any chief, without any officer or ruler. Work hard without being told Ants don't need someone standing over them, commanding them to work hard, pointing out every little thing that they need to do. There's no boss ant that points at them and says, do this, you go here, you do this, you do that. They just do what they have to do. They just go and they get the work done. They know that there's work to be done and they go and they get it done. They know that they need to collect food for their anthill, so that's exactly what they do. understand? They just get the work done. Look, I know that some of you do have jobs, and that's great. You should get jobs. But when we're talking about work here, it's not just applying to work as in the job that you get paid for. So this is not just talking to you that have jobs. This applies to everyone, the work that you do, the things that you should be doing in life that are productive. You understand? Everyone in this room needs to be productive. So you should work without being told to work. Are you the type of person that only does something when someone tells you to do it? Here's an example. When I was growing up, um, something that I hated to do was to make up my bed. You guys feel that? I hated that. I could not stand to get up in the morning and to make up my bed. And honestly, I couldn't figure out why it was such a big deal to my dad because I was like, Dad, I'm going to get back in it, like, you make it up, and then at night, you pull the covers back. You get It's the same thing. Like, why do I have to do this? My dad would always say, just, you just got to get it done. Just do it. I'm telling you to do it. I'm your dad. You need to make up your bed. So a lot of days, I just wouldn't do it. I would disobey. I wouldn't make up my bed. And my dad was the one who drove me to school, so before he would tell me to get in the truck and go, he'd go to my room, and he would check sometimes if I actually made my bed. And if I didn't, he would say, get in here and do what I told you to do. You need to go, and you need to make up your bed. And when he told me to do it, I would go and do it. And then one day, the same thing was happening. I didn't make my bed. I see him walk into my room, and I'm like, oh, here we go. I'm going to get in trouble. Here we go. Here comes again. And he gets on to me, but he says, Jacob, why don't you just do it? Why, why do I have to be the one to always tell you that you have to do this thing? Like, you should just do it. Do you not understand how lazy you're being because you just wait around for me to point out what you need to do? You, you need to grow up. You need to do this. That's what my dad said to me was really good advice. You need to just do what you need to do. God's word is saying that you don't need to wait around for someone to tell you to get to work. You don't need to be the type of person who sits around and does nothing until someone gets on to you about being productive. If you want to be wise, follow this advice. So you guys, high schoolers, what kind of work should you be doing? Maybe you do have jobs, like I said, and that's great. You guys are all in school. You should be. School is work. School is something that you do in order to be productive. Your job as a student is to learn, is to apply yourself, and is to study. So you shouldn't be waiting around for your parents to tell you to hit the books. You shouldn't get home and, and fill your time with something else and then only read or do homework or whatever until your parents are saying, hey, you've got to get this done. You need to do it. You need to know that you've got to get it done. You just need to go and just get it done. Don't wait around for someone to tell you what to do. Don't wait until your teacher says, hey, if you don't pass this next exam, you're going to fail my class, to then start putting in the work and being productive. You understand? You see, the ant just does what it needs to do. Your parents have probably assigned chores for you to do. At least I hope they've given you some kind of job to do at your house. Get it done. Don't wait until one of them says, hey, you need to do what I've asked you to do. Just do it. Just do the work. Be productive. I want you to imagine for a second if I just sat around in my office all day. Over there in the CBI building. I just sat at my desk and twiddled my thumbs and scrolled on my phone like day after day after day. And imagine it one day Pastor Mike walks by. And he pokes his head in and he sees me just sitting there doing nothing. And he walks in and he says, uh, dude, why are you not doing anything? You've been sitting here for three hours doing nothing what if I looked at him and I said you haven't told me what to do you haven't told me what I need to do today you're my boss shouldn't shouldn't you be the one telling me what I need to do you know what he would tell me to do he would say pack your office that's that's not right that is wrong you understand don't just sit around and wait for someone to tell you to do something if you guys are working jobs that'll make your boss happy If you're the type of person who just gets it done, who just figures it out without having to be, have your your hands held every step of the way, that'll make your boss happy. That'll take you far in life. You understand? Just do what needs to be done. You need to get to the point to where you're being productive on your own. You need something called self-motivation. You need to be able to find motivation to do something difficult, to do what needs to be done in yourself. It shouldn't always be someone outside of you pushing you and motivating you to do something. You need to be able to recognize what you need to do at this point in your life. What do you have to do to be productive? And you need to just go and do it. Now the proverb continues about the ant, and it says she prepares her bread in summer. You guys have been at a picnic or something in the summertime. You guys have Been there before where you're eating food at a park and you leave crumbs everywhere and then pretty soon the ants are coming and they're taking all these crumbs away in the heat of the summer. It doesn't matter how hot it is. It doesn't matter how miserable it is outside. This is what the ants are doing. They're working in the summer. Ants value hard work. Ants have something called a strong work ethic. The ants are teaching you that you need to 1B, develop a strong work ethic. Ethic. This is something that you need to develop in yourself. Having a strong work ethic means that you believe hard work is important. That you believe that. That it is important for you as an individual to work hard. So it's important to value hard work. Not just to desire an outcome that hard work will bring. Sometimes a sluggard sometimes a lazy bones, will actually see that they want a good outcome. They're desiring something that hard work would bring them, but they just can't bring themselves to do what it takes. Maybe this means the sluggard wishes they had a clean room, but they can't actually bring themselves to get the work done because they don't want to do anything. They just want to sit around. So they're like, oh, I really wish my room was clean, but I'm not going to be the one to clean it. I'm not going to do it. Maybe the sluggard wishes they had better grades. Maybe the lazy bones looks at their grades and they say, wow, my grades are terrible. I wish that I had better grades. But that lazy bones isn't willing to put in the work to get better grades. Understand? Just recognizing something, just just seeing something that you desire doesn't mean that that's going to be the outcome. You have to actually put in the work. You have to value hard work. Proverbs 21, 25 says, the desire of the sluggard kills him. The desire of the sluggard kills him for his hands refuse to labor. So like I said, just because you have desires to be productive doesn't mean that you're actually going to go and then be productive. Because the sluggards have these desires, but it says that the desires kill them. The sluggard refuses to work. The sluggard doesn't see the value of hard work. He desires good things, but the desires leave him unsatisfied because then they're struck with the reality that that's not their reality. They want something good. They want a good outcome, but they're not putting in the work, so they're not going to get there. And this this, this dissatisfaction with life and things, it slowly starts to kill the sluggard. It's not a good place to be. And think about the person who wants good grades but doesn't work for the good grades. Every day, they're realizing, hey, I don't have good grades, but I want good grades. But I'm not going to put the work in. And I'm not satisfied with that. And it's an endless cycle. I don't like this. I want it to be better, but I'm not going to put the work in. And he just slowly eats away at you. Makes you just tired and weary. That's what it means when it says the desires of the sluggard kills him. So you need to value hard work. You need a strong work ethic because God values hard work. You know that work was actually God's idea? Work was God's idea. Oftentimes people will mistakenly think that work itself is a product of sin, but that's not true. It's not true at all. Before Adam and Eve sinned, God told them that they need to be fruitful and multiply. He said they need to work and keep the garden. They had things that they had to do. God gave them assignments. He gave them work to be done. Before sin even came into the world, work has always been a part of God's plan and God's design. Work didn't become painful and tiresome until after sin. That's when God cursed the ground and cursed work and said, because of this, it's going to be tiring. It's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. So when you're lazy, when you hate work, you're actually hating God's design for creation. You're actually saying, God, you created it to be this way, but I don't like this. This, this doesn't sit right with me, so I'm not going to work hard. I don't agree with this, so I'm, just, I'm done here. Understand that is not the right attitude to have about work. God values hard work. Here, here's what here's what the Bible says about the person who's not willing to work. Second Thessalonians three ten. Write that down. Second Thessalonians three ten, it says, For even when we were with you, we would give this command if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. If you are not willing to work, if you're lazy, if you hate hard work, the Bible says, then you shouldn't be able to eat. That's how important work is. That's how important hard work is. So much God values it, that you need to be putting in the work. You need to be productive, and if you're not productive, if you're not putting in the work, then guess what? You don't get food. That's how God designed the earth we put work into the earth and the outcome is food like farming you see that it's an illustration of what God's talking about you put work you work the earth and you get food if you don't put in the work guess what you don't get food it doesn't matter how hungry you are it doesn't matter what kind of food you're desiring if you're not putting in the work you're not going to get food ecclesiastes 9 10 says whatever your hand finds to do do it with your might might You know what that word might means? It means with all of your strength, with all of your energy, with everything you have, all of your mental ability, all of your, your physical ability, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. You're a student. You should be working on your studies with all your might. The things that you're responsible to do in your home, that your parents give you responsibility for, do it with all your might. Anything less than that is laziness. Anything less than that will result in you being a sluggard. So stop doing things halfway. Stop doing things halfway. You understand, again, God says, do it with all your might. You can't say, well, I got it done if you just gave 50%. If you didn't do it with all your might, that's not what God is after. That's not what God wants. You're lazy bones if you don't do things with all your might. If you do things fifty percent halfway, if you slack off, it's not right. It's not what the ant does. And again, the Bible says, look to the ant for wisdom. So you need to do to develop a strong work ethic. There's one more thing here that the ant does. It says that she gathers her food in harvest. What exactly is harvest? What does does that mean? The harvest is the season from late September to late December. Late September to late December. Once winter arrives, when the harsh winter arrives, the ants won't be able to go out and gather their food. These little ants, right? They're not going to be able to go through the snow, through the crazy, harsh winter weather. So if they're not collecting their food, if they're not working hard to collect it and gather it in the harvest, then they're going to die because they didn't have enough food when the harsh winter came. So they collect more than just what they need in the harvest in anticipation for the winter. So these ants are teaching you to work now for tomorrow. You work now for tomorrow. Have you guys ever heard of a soldier ant? You guys have heard of an army ant, though, right? So the army ants, this species of ant, and there's like a subspecies called the soldier ant. And the soldier ant protects the army ants in their colony, okay? So um, these soldier ants will go out, and they actually gather enough food, not just for themselves, but they gather enough food for the entire next generation of ants, so these soldier ants, they're not just working for like themselves for next week. They're saying, I'm going to work hard so that the generation behind me will have food. And they'll be okay. And they'll be successful. Now apparently the average army ant will only live a year. Which kind of is a long time when you think about it. <laughs> an ant living a year. But it lives a year. So these ants are gathering food and doing work that's going to benefit ants that come a year behind them. It's pretty cool to think about. So look you need to be working hard right now in preparation for your future. Working hard right now will set you up for success in your future. Proverbs 10.5 says, He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. The word prudent is a synonym for wise. The wise Person gathers in the summer, but the foolish person sleeps in the harvest. It's, it's wise for you to get your life in order now so that it sets you up for success in the future. If you guys can learn to work hard and to have self-motivation, to have a strong work ethic right now, it sets you up for greater success years down the road. You do not want to be an adult. You do not want to be 18, 19, 20, however old, and and looking for a job and working a job having never worked hard before. First of all, it's going to be nearly impossible for you to find a job if you haven't put in work and and done hard work before. And if you do get a job, your boss is going to have a hard time with you because your boss is going to be holding your hand. Your boss is going to be the one saying, you need to go get this done, get this done, get this done. And what they really want you to do, no matter what your job is, is they just want you to go and get it done because you know it needs to get done, just like we said. You don't want to be an adult. You don't want to be grown up having to learn these things. It's going to be so much harder for you to learn them then if you would apply yourself right now and work hard right now so that in the future you're more successful. Maybe you've heard your teacher say something like this, like, if you can learn to study properly right now, it's only going to help you when you go to college. You've heard teachers say that? Good study habits now will help you be better, smarter, a better student in college. If you can prove to your bosses right now that you'll work hard, it'll set you up for greater success with your bosses down the road. If you learn self-discipline right now, if you can learn to discipline yourself, if you can have self-control over yourself right now, it will only set you up for more success, to be more disciplined as you get older. If you begin to chase after wisdom in your youth right now, it will make you a wiser adult. So this whole summer is all about. Is you chasing after wisdom, opening the book of Proverbs and saying, God, make me wise. If you take this seriously right now, you're going to be a wise and godly adult. And if you are a a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, then you should want that, right? You should want to grow in wisdom with every single year that passes by. But now look. Just desiring it, just looking at your future and saying, oh, when I'm an adult, I hope that I'm godly. I hope that I'm wise. I hope this. If you're not putting in the work right now, you won't achieve the goal. Work right now for success in the future. Look, I I want you to think about how this relates to your relationship to Jesus Christ. If you can learn to read the Bible properly right now it'll set you up for greater godliness in the future look i I understand sometimes reading the bible is hard i get it but that should not be the reason why you close it and say oh i'll get this down when i'm older It's, it's the same thing understand how to read your bibles now it'll set you up for greater godliness in the future learn to pray right now prayer is difficult it's hard work, but if you can apply yourself, and you can be determined, and you can say, I'm going to learn to pray right now, it's just going to set you up for a better prayer life as you get older, and again, we should want this. If you're a Christian, this is something that you should be desiring after. If you work hard to love your enemies right now, it's going to help you be more loving in the future. You need to understand that your hard work today is not just for today your hard work today you're putting in work to make your future better this is wisdom this is wise and godly counsel from god's word that we've learned from the ant so be wise like the ant and work now for your tomorrow so King Solomon, he says, okay, this is what you need to look at an ant about. Look at an ant and gain wisdom from an ant. But then he says, okay, now let's talk about the sluggard. Let's see what the sluggard does, and let's see how you can not do that. This is how you, you, can, you can not be a lazy bones. Right? So first, point two, see the sluggard's folly. You need to see that the sluggard is foolish, that it is dumb, it's stupid, You don't want to be that way. So like I said, this entire section of Proverbs 6 is comparing and contrasting the ant and the sluggard. The ant is wise. The sluggard is foolish. It's foolish to be lazy. It's stupid to be lazy. So you need to pay attention to how a sluggard behaves. And you need to do the opposite of what the sluggard does. The first thing pointed out about the sluggard is that he loves sleep. How long will you lie there, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? Loving sleep is not a good thing. That's our next point. Stop loving sleep. Stop loving sleep. Now, does this mean sleep is a bad thing? Of course not. Sleep in and of itself is not a bad thing. Your body needs sleep to function. That's how God created you. In the same way that he designed work, he designed our bodies to need sleep, to need rest. And In fact, right now, at your point in life, you guys require more sleep than adults do. You guys, the research says that you require at least nine hours of sleep a night to be functioning properly, to be awake, to be at your best. You guys require nine hours of sleep. Are you guys getting nine hours of sleep at night? Not right now, right? Especially not in the summer. But that's what your bodies need in order to be performing like top-notch. Your bodies need a lot of sleep. But so sleep is not bad, but the love of sleep is bad. The love of sleep is dangerous. There's danger in loving sleep. When you go to sleep at night, it should just be because your body needs it. It shouldn't be because you love sleep and you can't wait to put your head On a comfy pillow and crawl on your bed and go to sleep because, oh, you love sleep. That should not be the motivation behind going to bed at night. It's just because you need it. Your body needs it. You require it. You need to get it. The sluggard says, I'll be up soon. You've been there before? Your parents say, Get up. I'll be up soon, knowing that you're not even close to getting out of bed. I'll be up in a minute. That's a lie. That's what a sluggard says. The sluggard would rather stay in bed all day long than do something productive, than put work in. The sluggard looks forward to the end of the day just so he can get in bed and go to sleep, because he loves sleep so much. The sluggard wakes up in order to go to sleep. A wise person sleeps so they can wake up. Proverbs 20, verse 13 says, Love not sleep. Look, guys, this isn't just Pastor Jacob's advice. This is in the Bible. Love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. Open your eyes, and you will have plenty of bread. When you love sleep, you're going to keep choosing sleep over getting up and getting to work. If you can't get to work, if you can't literally, physically get up and get to work, you're not gonna keep a job. If you can't keep a job, you can't make a living. You can't make a living, poverty's coming for you. Loving sleep is dangerous. Loving sleep results in sleeping in, sleeping late, missing out on important things. Listen, you you may think this is just a small thing. It's not a, not big of a deal. I'm in high school. Leave me alone, man. Just let me sleep. It's like the snowball effect. You love sleep right now. You're gonna love it even more. As you get older, whenever your body starts to get, like, you know, I'm not that old, but you guys, like, it starts sooner than you think. You need more sleep. It's just the way life is, right? And if you don't break the habit, you're going to be 24, 25, you're going to be like, I love sleep even more now than I did before. I love sleep. It's going to keep you from being productive. Loving sleep is not good. I had a roommate in college for three months. I did all four years of college, by the way. I had this wonder for three months. Do you, know, do you know why I only had him for three months? Because he only lasted three months in college. That's it. Three months. And do you know what it was? You know what it was? Like, the, the big reason why he couldn't make it in college? It wasn't because he wasn't able to study. It wasn't because he, you know, just, just, like, was dumb. He's a smart guy. It wasn't anything like that. He didn't make it through college because of his love for sleep. This guy would sleep all day long. Like, literally, he would stay in bed in our dorm all day long. And my other roommates, we would be like, dude, get up. Like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Like, this is, this is gross. This is terrible, dude. Like, get up. You're so lazy. Like, you're wasting so much money because you're skipping your classes. Like, get out of bed and go to class. And then one day, inevitably... He comes to us and he goes, guys. I gotta tell you something. We knew what he was gonna say. He says, "I gotta pack up the dorm. I, I, I'm not welcome. I, I got kicked out. I gotta go home." And we're like, "Oh, really? Like, sorry. Like, you, you asked for this. You, you slept too much. You slept through all your classes." We tried to warn him. He didn't listen. Look, at first, he didn't think it was that big of a deal. He's like, "Whatever. I'm gonna skip a class here and there." I'm going to get, I love sleep, I'm going to get sleep here, but it led to him getting kicked out of college. Like, he didn't break a big rule of the college. The dude just failed his classes because he was sleeping too much. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Stop loving sleep. Sleep keeps you from being productive. A, A good friend of mine once told me something like this. He said, there are very few things in life of value that you can get better at without sacrificing sleep, right? His point is, if you want to live a productive life, then you need to be ready and willing to give up sleep. There's some things that you're just going to have to wake up earlier to get done. Like, like think about, like, do you want to get in better shape? Most likely, what you're going to have to start doing is waking up a little bit earlier and putting in the work. Do you want to read your Bible more in a day? Then wake up earlier. Just get up. And read your Bible. Spend time in prayer. Stop loving sleep. Sleeping too much, it's keeping you from doing meaningful things with your life. So be wise. Do not be like the sluggard. Stop loving sleep. So the sluggard loves to sleep, but the sluggard is also a master procrastinator. He says, a little sleep, a little slumber, A little folding of the hands to rest. And King Solomon is using the word little, it's sarcasm. He's being sarcastic. Oh, a little sleep, a little slumber, just a little folding of the hands to rest. It's not just a little bit of sleep, a little bit of time here, a little bit of time there. It adds up, it's a lot of time. The sluggard says, just a little bit more. I just need a little bit of rest before I get to work. I I, I just. I'm tired, just let me sit here for a minute, just a little bit of time, and then I'll get to work. Let me just watch TV for a few minutes, and then I'll get to work. The sluggard will do whatever it takes to not do the work in front of them. They'll put it off and procrastinate, and put it off and put it off and put it off until they're in a really bad situation because of their own choices. The sluggard teaches you to stop procrastinating. You've got to stop procrastinating. That's point 2B. So procrastination is delaying something for no good reason. You, you delay something, you have no good reason, but you delay it, and you even know that there's going to be negative consequences, but you just keep on delaying it. That's procrastination. So look, stop putting off work just because you know it's going to be hard. Go. Do it. Stop putting off work because you know it's going to be time-consuming. There's times where you just put something off because you don't want to put the time in. Oh, it's going to take up too much time. I don't want to do it. But then when you finally do it, it didn't take as much time as you thought it would. You're like, oh, I should have done that ages ago. Stop procrastinating. So the sluggard here in the proverb was just asked, hey, when are you going to get out of bed? And he says, a little more. Just a little little bit more. A little bit more. Just give me a little bit more time. And he gets to the point where the sluggard doesn't get out of bed. The sluggard will tell himself, it's not gonna hurt if I just get a little bit more sleep. It's not gonna hurt if I take little breaks throughout my day and, and, and stop my work to take a I I've I've worked hard. I deserve a little bit of a break. Let me have this little bit of a break. The sluggard hits snooze. Says, one more time. Okay, one more time. One more time. You procrastinate. That's what a sluggard does. The sluggard says, Ah. Oh, Today was a good day of work. I put in a lot of work today. I deserve some me time. I'm going to turn the TV on. Just for a little bit. And two hours go by. I'm just going to watch a little bit of YouTube. There's some videos I need to catch up on. Two hours, gone. Just a little bit of time, right? It's more than a little. I haven't looked at my feed all day. I'm going to look at the Instagram. Just, just, Just for a second. And then an hour is gone. Because you're procrastinating. These verses are actually repeated, like word for word, in another proverb. Proverbs 24, verses 30 through 34. It says, I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of a man lacking sense. And behold, it was all overgrown with thorns. The ground was covered with nettles, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I saw and considered it. He saw this scene, he thought carefully about it. And he looked, and he received instruction. And here's the wisdom he gained. It's going to sound familiar. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. The sluggard had a messy yard. He said, "I'll get to it later." I'll get to it later. I'll do it later. The sluggard says, "I'll do that tomorrow." Every day. I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow comes. Ah, uh, yeah, t- uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's a better day. Tomorrow's a b- I'll do that tomorrow. And before they know it, they've lost control of everything because they've just put off things for too long have you have you ever made that mistake before while writing a paper Do you guys write papers in school still answer me do you guys write papers okay good <laughs> you ever put it you ever put off a long paper you're Like, oh i've got 20 days to write this right, i've got two months to write this 20 page paper i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it tomorrow and then you're like oh no it's wednesday this is due friday i have two days that's just a, d- a disaster it's a complete disaster Because you said, oh, tomorrow. I got something better to do with my time today. I'm going to put it off. I'm just going to procrastinate. A little bit of rest today. A little folding of the hands to rest. No big deal. Ends in disaster. Now, the procrastinator also always has a ridiculous excuse for why they're not working. Ridiculous, crazy excuse. Here's one. Proverbs 22, verse 13. The sluggard says, there is a lion outside. I shall be killed in the streets. There's no lion outside. What are you you talking about? There's there's no lion out there. That's a crazy, ridiculous excuse so that you can feel better about just staying in bed all day. I mean, are you the type of person who just uses crazy excuses to keep from doing work? That's what the sluggard does. Oh, oh, I gotta call my boss. I'm really sick today. I got a little cough. My throat hurts a little bit. I'm so sick. I can't come. That's the sluggard. The sluggard does that. Oh, I am so exhausted. I need need a nap. And you're not really that tired. Oh, today was brutal. Oh, no, it wasn't. Just excuses, excuses, excuses that help you put things off. It's foolish to procrastinate. That's what the sluggard does. You now the last thing that King Solomon says about the sluggard, he says, And poverty will come upon you like a robber, and want like an armed man. If you are lazy, poverty, and want, this is needing something, being poor, being needy. If you're lazy, poverty will come upon you like a robber with a gun. Laziness results in poverty. So look, how does a robber, think, think about movies or TV shows that you've seen and somebody robs the store. What happens? They run inside, they point the gun in somebody's face and they say, hand the money over. Give it to me. That person has no choice. They're backed into a corner. They're like, okay, take, I, I don't, please don't shoot me. I don't, I don't want this. Please just, please don't do this. There's no other choice. You understand? The Bible says that when you are lazy, when you've in, whenever you have just been lazy and lazy and lazy over the course of your entire life, poverty will come upon you like a robber. It shows up. It's there. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because when you look back at how you spent your days, you were the sluggard. You can't, you can't escape poverty and want and need if you were just lazy your whole life. The next point here, avoid poverty through hard work. Avoid poverty, avoid need, avoid being in want through hard work. Wisdom says that laziness will result in negative consequences. So poverty, for you guys, poverty could mean failure. If you're not putting in the work at school, if you're not studying, you're going to get to your final exam and you're going to fail it. And there's nothing you could do about it because you didn't put the work in. The failure came upon you like a robber. It backed you in a corner. There's nothing you could do because you didn't work. It could be any number of things. If you're not putting in the work, if you're not working hard, the outcome is bad. The outcome is negative. Now, who would have thought... God would tell us in his word to learn from the ant. Did you think that you were going to come to church this morning and I was going to open the Bible and we were going to say, look at the ant? It's pretty cool. You need to ask yourself this question. Are you a sluggard? Are you lazy? Are you the lazy bones that King Solomon is talking about? If you are, what you need to do is look at the ant. You need to look to the ant. You need to know that God values hard work and he expects his children to work hard. If you're not a hard worker, and negative consequences are coming for you. You need to be wise, work hard, honor God, honor God with the way that you work. Let's pray. God, thank you for this challenging this challenging message that we receive in the book of Proverbs. God, please help us to be wise. I pray that this, this series this summer is helping all of us to be more wise. God, when it comes to work, help us to be hard workers. Help us to not hate hard work. Help us to understand that you created us to do work. And you expect us to do work. Help us to not be lazy. Help us to not be foolish like the sluggard. Please help us to take the lessons that we've learned from the ant. Help us to be wise and to value hard work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.